If you enjoy listening to this podcast, we ask you to consider supporting it by making a one-time or reoccurring donation. Visit Mayflower's website at www.mayflowerucc.org and click on the Donate tab in the menu. Donations made to Mayflower's Communications Fund are tax-deductible and help ensure that this podcast is available. Thank you for your support. The sermon you are about to hear was preached at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church in Oklahoma City by the Reverend Dr. Lori Walkie, senior minister at one of America's premier liberal Protestant pulpits. At Mayflower, we are an open and affirming peace and justice church where we believe religion should be biblically responsible, intellectually honest, emotionally satisfying, and socially significant. We go now to the pulpit of Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City and to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Dr. Lori Walkie. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome from Mayflower Congregational United Church of Christ, where no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, You are welcome here. I'm Clint Williams, your director of music, filling in for Pastor Lori while she enjoys a much-deserved break. Today begins the season of Pentecost, and in addition to this being Pentecost Sunday, we're also calling it Choir's Greatest Hits Sunday. More explanation on that later, but for now I'll just say you'll be enjoying several of the music program's most treasured anthems this morning. As always, we have a few announcements, beginning with an invitation to please take a moment to tell us you're here using the sign-in link in your bulletin. Please also consider using the giving link in the bulletin to support the work and mission of our congregation through your tithes and offerings. Next Sunday, June 4th, is Summer Celebration Sunday, a day for us to welcome summer and celebrate the work and ministry of Mayflower. After worship, there will be food, a bounce house, I'm looking at you, Jeremy Wilcox, lawn games, and lots of laughter. Be sure to wear comfortable clothes and bring sunscreen and a lawn chair. On Sunday, June 11th, there will be two opportunities for the congregation to participate in justice work. Immediately following worship, we'll gather in Milligan Hall to assemble hygiene kits in coordination with the UCC and Church World Service. Also, at 4 p.m. that same day, our voice core team invites us to share our stories on economic justice, including issues like housing insecurity, mental health services, and pharmaceutical costs. Come ready to share your stories. We'll gather in Milligan Hall. Also, Joanna has asked me to let you know that in celebration of Pentecost, also being known as the birthday of the church, there are cookies decorated by our kindergarten through fifth grade that will be available in Milligan Hall after the service. And yes, indeed, there are some gluten-free, so come one, come all. And finally, on Wednesday, June 14th, Mayflower is hosting a community-wide pride worship service in collaboration with other open and affirming congregations. Worship begins at 7, but if you'd like to be part of the combined choir, please be in the sanctuary ready to sing at 6 p.m., and child care will be provided. 
Okay, now let us begin with our call to worship. Come, Holy Spirit, we are here and ready to live into God's dream for the world. Come, Holy Spirit, give us a vision of the community we can become, inspire our dreams for peace and justice for all. Come, Holy Spirit, a kinder world is already at hand. May we usher in its unfolding. Come, Holy Spirit, give us the power of God's Christ to one another.
we now enter into a time of community prayer where we trust each other with our joys and concerns. We begin with joy. The birthdays we celebrated recently include, but are not limited to, Bethany Lang, Jamie Butler, Jeremy Wilcox, Anna Eldridge, Mark Falk, Monty Milburn, Doug Manning, Susan Adams, Heather Bear, Vanessa Palmer, and Ed Wunsch. For the lives of these beloveds, let the people say, thanks be to God. The last Sunday of May means that the academic year has wrapped up for most of our educators and scholars. For those turning in final grades, for those walking across the stage, for those who are one semester closer, and for those sliding sideways into summer, let the people say, thanks be to God. Renee McNall Knapp and Ryan Knapp celebrated 25 years of marriage and partnership on May 16th. For the gift of love, let the people say, thanks be to God. I now invite you to say aloud a name or a place that may mean something only to you. That will be enough for us to help you carry it. Let us be in prayer together. You have heard those names we have spoken aloud, Holy One, and to those names we add John, Karen, and Mary. We pray for Rod and Chelsea, Julia Earhart, Mary Knowles, Meg, Joe Snyder, Jonathan, Teresa, Lynn's sister Becky, Luke Eddy and Emily, and Chase. May they know that we hold them close. Help us to remember that neighbor is not a geographical term, Holy One, but a theological one. And so we pray for those who are fighting and fleeing, and for those who are hungry and hurting, no matter where they are in relation to us. May we be a balm of healing and comfort in these troubled days, right here and right now. May we be good and faithful partners, Holy One, as we work to be good neighbors in word and deed. In our waking and our sleeping, in our work and our play, guide us, Holy One, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And even at the last, grant us your peace. Amen. Let us say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Creator, who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this daily our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For you reign in the power that is love now and always.
Would you bow and pray with me? Holy One, open our hearts so that we may receive the blessing of today's music. May we continually sing a new song, one that speaks of joy and love for all. Give us a melody that soothes the soul and heals the heart. Let your spirit fill our minds and inspire rich melodies and beautiful harmonies and grant us the courage and understanding to join in perfect unity. Let us raise our voices in peaceful harmony that glorifies you and help us create a song to bring us closer to each other and therefore closer to you. May the music we sing today help us reflect on your grace. May it truly refresh us for the week ahead and may we be energized by the rhythms of life. You are the source of what is good and what is beautiful, and the music we sing helps us express that which is good and that which is beautiful. Be present and guide us in our music so we may reach a greater understanding of your will. We are thankful for the gift of music and for granting us this blessing. Amen.
Our scripture lesson comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every people under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Here ends the reading from our tradition. God grant to us wisdom and courage for interpretation. Well, Lori has left me this morning with a very easy, straightforward, not at all confusing, or controversial topic that definitely didn't lead to the splitting of the eastern and western branches of the ancient Christian church in 1054. Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit? Really? The truth is, Lori would have been perfectly happy for us to say a few prayers, sing a few choir anthems, and go on home. And I have completely brought this on myself. <laughs> and it's because Pentecost is my favorite day of the church year. And my own curiosity about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit eventually led to my interest and subsequent degree in religious studies. So, let's talk a little about the text, a little about the ecstatic manifestations of the Holy Spirit, a little about how I see music as part of all of this, and then go on home. Deal? Okay, the text. I nearly read the entire book to you, all 47 verses, because it is a famous and significant book of the Bible, but it also takes nine minutes to read and I wanna beat the Baptist to lunch. <laughs> so I'm gonna summarize. Three major things here. First, we get a description of an ecstatic experience of the Holy Spirit, which is the part that I read to you. This relates to the idea that through this particular manifestation of God, the people in the story are able to perform supernatural and miraculous acts. 
People were speaking in other languages, and everyone could hear the message in their own mother tongue. Next, in a part that I did not read, there are two quotes from famous Bible people, the prophet Joel and King David, that root this story and Jesus in older stories to legitimize his standing in their eyes as the son of God. And the writer of Acts even goes to place both these references in the mouth of Peter, a known quantity and well-respected spokesperson for the way of Jesus. This kind of referencing to legitimize and root Jesus in an older and deeper lineage happens all the time in the Bible. Some might even say this component was the reason the story was written. Finally, we have at the end of the book a depiction of the conversion to the way and a model of perfect life among those who have chosen to follow, which reads in part, all who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. In fact, some churches in present day refer to themselves as acts to congregations, you may have heard of this, as a way to telegraph their belief structure and their intention to live it out. And we could spend a month of Sundays unpacking all this information and talking about the theological and historical ramifications of the Holy Spirit that have played themselves out as a result, such as the Great Schism of 1054 and the role of the Holy Spirit proceeding through the Father and the Son and the development of the Creed of Nicaea. But I'd really like to spend the rest of our time reflecting on the first part, the ecstatic experience that allowed normal people to perform supernatural acts through the power of the Holy Spirit. So did this really happen? Okay, I know some of you are saying, no way, I don't believe in any of this. Who cares about fairy tales of the ancient world? It's not scientifically possible. Give us something relevant that can help us live our lives. I know, and I get it. But here's the thing. These stories are ours, yours and mine, and they come to us through thousands of years of tradition. And they're ours, whether we like them or not. And we have to contend with them and wrestle with them if we're going to be in this room and if we're going to be the people that we want to be. And they don't have to have factually happened to be absolutely and completely true. So the idea that a version of God can make average, everyday, ordinary people supernatural and miraculous is really the meat of this story for me. How many times have we all done things that we didn't think were possible, faced our fears, pushed through the uncertainty of a complicated situation, made amends after years of not speaking to someone? These are supernatural and miraculous acts. And I like to think this nebulous version of God, this rush of wind God, this tongues of fire God, this version of God that is as close as our next breath truly has something to do with that. So now, what does any of this have to do with music? Other than the fact that I've definitely experienced some groups that could have been singing each in their own language. <laughs> not here, not here, not here. As we say in the UCC, God is still speaking. 
And I believe God, as the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> speaks very, very often through music and other subtle forms, whether it's to simply provide comfort, connect our past to our future, or inspire us to do something supernatural and miraculous. When Kelly and I knew we wanted to put together a choir's greatest hit Sunday, Pentecost absolutely made the most sense. One of our very own choir members said, these pieces are like old friends to me, and in that way they connect us one to another and remind us of the important truths of community, comfort, hope, and strength. We hope you've enjoyed the music today and have been blessed by our musicians. And I also hope you'll consider the voice of the Holy Spirit the next time you realize you've done something supernatural and miraculous. Amen.
wasn't that fun. Let's go with the word of blessing. May God grant to us the grace to never sell ourselves short, the courage to risk something big for something good, and the wisdom to know that the world is too small for anything but love. Let us go in peace, pray for peace, wage a little peace, and love one another, every single other. Amen. You've been listening to the preaching and teaching of Rev. Dr. Lori Walkie, Senior Minister at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church in Oklahoma City. More information about the church can be found at www.mayflowerucc.org or by visiting Mayflower's Facebook page. Worship services are every Sunday at 10 a.m. with Sunday school classes for all ages at 9 a.m. Mayflower is located on Northwest 63rd Street in Oklahoma City, one block west of Portland. Thank you for listening.